Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Book But Okay, a Sounds Fake But Okay book companion podcast. We're an arrow ace girl. I'm Sarah. That's me. And a bi-demisexual girl. That's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with the chapter you just read. On today's episode, sex. Damn, we just got a whole chapter about sex, huh? In a book about asexuality... I can't believe it. Shocking. It is always funny, though, because when I uh, when people would ask me what the book is about and I would tell them and sometimes they would be like, oh, so like what kind of things are you applying the A-spec lens to? And I would just kind of like start listing off chapter names um, and then I would be like sex. And they would be like, oh. Sometimes you just got I will gotta. say this is one of our shorter chapters i think Mm. and that did not upset me at all because Mm -mm. as i say at the start of this chapter sex is so often the center of conversations about asexuality which like on the one hand like yes sure i you know i get it it. is asexuality (laughs) it is asexual like i get it but also like it doesn't in the broader aspect lens as i hope you have come to understand by now like that is just a very small part of it so this was not a chapter that i wanted to like make a big hullabaloo about yeah i certainly didn't either no in the times where i had a lot of imposter syndrome sarah would often remind me that um i had i was needed to write this book because who else was going to write about romance and sex (laughs) so yeah the other thing I would tell you is that we were legally bound to write this book. Yeah, it's hard to fight uh, a legal contract. <laughs> that, yes, that's a tough one. No, but this was the, um, as we said in the last episode, uh, the chapter on romance and partnerships was the first chapter I wrote in our little trip to Austin, Texas. Uh, and this was the second one I wrote. I wrote this one on day two. How did you write two entire chapters in Austin? What did I do? not i'll be honest sarah you did not i i put some quotes in order and i did something you did not even write one (laughs) i don't know what you were doing you didn't even finish one chapter i know i achieved something you did but i but (laughs) but it was uh, not not as much as completing starting and finishing two chapters yeah this one was uh, because i did this one on day two and it was a lot harder because i was so seepy So this one needed a lot more editing uh, afterwards, but it turned out okay. So it's fine. Yeah. I just want to say, I truly love the quote from Sunny that says, my sex drive isn't directed at anyone and refers to it as sort of like a treadmill. I, that is such a good and concise metaphor and I love it It so much. (laughs) So props to Sunny. Props to Sunny. There are a lot of, uh, quotes that I really like from this chapter. Yeah, skipping down a bit, there's a lot of quotes I included about um, just aspec folks describing like why they have sex in the first place, mm-hmm. and I find that su- found that super interesting. And also reading more of these metaphors about like I see sex as food, or I compare it to bowling. Oh, the bowling one was so good. Yeah, like uh, metaphors, they obviously exist for a reason. It makes things so much easier to understand. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice getting a couple different metaphors that hopefully will like resonate with different kinds of people Mm -hmm. to kind of drive those points home. And it's interesting because 
obviously not all A-spec, not all ace people experience their ace specness the same way. And so even for me, a person who is ace, a person who is very familiar with the community and who talks about it a lot, seeing some of these metaphors like really did clarify things in my own mind as to what it can be like for people and you know it's it's not just limited to like explaining it to aloes but it really is explaining it to everyone because everyone has such a different personal experience and so the the bowling metaphor might not be the same as your experience but it clearly works for kelsey and i'm sure it also works for a lot of other people so i just think that's pretty cool yeah i mean thinking back to when i kind of like first joined the aspect community i remember you know learning about A-spec people who do have sex, um, specifically ace people that have sex. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, that seems kind of, for people that did it for the reason of like, I do it because it makes my partner happy or something like that. I remember thinking to myself, like, that seems really manipulative or like giving your partner a lot of power. Like, I did not understand that reasoning. And that was like me as a member of the community. Like I I couldn't quite wrap my head around like why someone would have sex when they didn't experience sexual attraction. Yeah. For for me, even when I hear just someone saying, I do it for my partner, like without context of how that person experiences their own sexuality, like my brain is like, oh, like you shouldn't have to do that. Like you like you you know, you shouldn't be forced into that situation. But not everyone is. And and this is a good right. lesson in kind of explaining that. Yeah. So I do I do hope this is like helpful to obvi- obviously allos who are learning a lot of this maybe for the first time, but also to aspects because there is such a diversity as we talk about in this chapter between people who are all the way from sex favorable all the way to sex repulsed. And so you know, hopefully there there's kind of maybe more understanding between people on the opposite sides of the spectrum about the reasons people are kind of like doing what they're doing. Yeah, and I actually didn't write this in my notes for this chapter, but now that I think about it, we had, when we came up with this spectrum from sex repulse, sex averse, sex indifferent, sex favorable, these were all terms that they were not original terms. We We, we took them from the community, but there is not a great consensus within the community on what exactly the spectrum is and so we really had to like make some choices when we were writing this Mm -hmm. and when we were establishing how we were going to describe the spectrum and I think our thoughts over time not necessarily over the course of writing this book but over the course of having the podcast our thoughts have changed on like the words that we use because it it's the culture has changed and, and and how we define these different words has changed. And so I just think, you know, it was definitely an exercise in getting our gears spinning in our heads to decide on what we wanted this spectrum to be. And I do remember at one point there was a fifth thing in the spectrum. And I can't remember what word we used. It was sex, um, I don't even remember. And the reason we don't remember is because it was basically the same thing as sex indifferent. And yeah. and at some point, those things had meant 
Those two words had meant different things to us. But when we went back to edit months later, we were like, we can't, we can't figure out yeah. what we meant. Yeah, like Sarah said, like if you listen to older episodes of the podcast, you'll hear us talking, using the word like sex positive rather than sex favorable. Mm-hmm. And I think over time, we just kind of found the language that made the most sense to us and that had we started hearing more in the community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had to kind of create like our own canon within the book of like, okay, this is the spectrum that we are going to go for. Yeah. And I, b- back in the day, I I would always say that the thing that I was, the thing that I identified most closely to was sex repulsed, but I wasn't repulsed from it entirely. Like thinking about sex or seeing it on TV was fine. And it was only until much later or a little later (laughs) that I first heard the term sex averse which I feel like better describes how I personally identify and so you know the language is constantly evolving and maybe in 10 years this spectrum will be like oh that's so 2023 but (laughs) you know it is what it is yeah true I also just want to shout out the fact that uh, Kayla in this chapter said used the phrase good old-fashioned baby making i love that line i think that's a delight (laughs) i laugh at it every read through of this book (laughs) i see it and i say i'm so there are certain lines in this book that i'm just like man that's a good one (laughs) man we're good (laughs) man maybe i am a good writer that one's so funny astounding yeah, I think that quote was yeah in the section kind of talking about like why people, uh, why aspec people do have sex, mm-hmm. uh, and in that section also we give a shout out to some of our friends, not the chickens, not the chickens, but the uh, our friends Artemis, Jared, Max, and Perry. That whole situation was so funny because we were in our airstream in Texas, mm-hmm. and I was in the middle of writing this. And it came, as I was writing this section, I was like, man, like, do aloes even think about this? Because I was like, in my gut, I was like, I feel like they don't. But I was like, I feel like I can't just say that without, like, right. actually knowing it for sure. That's just, like, a gut feeling I have from observations. And then you you asked me, and I was like... <laughs> I don't know why I asked you. <laughs> I'm an ace who doesn't... Like, why would I know? I'm an ace who does not have sex. Why the fuck would I know what aloes are yeah. thinking when they decide to do the do? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I had this assumption of, like, yeah, they probably don't think about it as much as we do. But I was like, I feel like I have to check before I just make an assertion like that. Journalistic integrity. (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, I have this little group chat of my friends and I just, like, Snapchat called them and saw, I was like, well, we'll see who answers me. And um, we had a lovely conversation. Saying that you Snapchat called them really ages you. I don't know that I, I don't, I don't know that I realized that you had done this over Snapchat. Yeah, well, it's because some of them have androids. Yeah. But yeah, I I remember us kind of sitting there talking to them and them being like, what do you mean, why do we have sex? No, it was kind of hard. And I mean, I I say this in the chapter, it was kind of hard to pull out of them because they really didn't know what we were asking, which kind of clarified for me, like, man, probably part of the reason that A-Specs are so good at listing these reasons is because we're asked all the time. Yeah. Every time sex comes up, it's this conversation of like, 
oh, asexual people, they aren't having sex. And then we say, well, no, that's not true. And then it turns into a conversation of like, wait, but why? Like yeah. this conversation happens so often, but like no one asks aloe people, why are you having right. sex? Like no one asks. And they that. were able to come up with answers once they figured out what we were asking. Time. But they had to yeah. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of, again, like solidified what I had already assumed, but it just shows like how kind of like how messed up it is like how centered sex is within these conversations about asexuality and also just like how free aloe people are to do whatever they want without yeah. like the fact that they had never thought about it before it's crazy yeah turns out when you're in the majority you don't gotta think yeah you don't have to think about things must be nice but i mean yeah shouts at them because head empty no thoughts only sexual attraction <laughs> I, is that is that how it is? Yeah, that's I, I mean, I have to assume. Should we do a focus group to check? Yeah, let's call someone. <laughs> no. Anyway, I know that's not how it is for the record. Yeah, at least not always. Maybe like point one percent of the time. <laughs> but no, again, like this is a section of the chapter I really enjoyed, like getting to to understand like why ace to, to almost like intellectualize sex a little bit, not to make us seem like robots or like we were doing it without feeling or anything but just to like i feel like it kind of to intellectualize sex makes it seem less of like a big thing or like a big cultural thing if we can just break it down into like no this is an action just like anything else and there are like cultural reasons we do it and like let's break it down and make it less of like a big mysterious kind of scary thing people treat sex as though emotions and emotionality if that's a word is inherently intertwined with it and it's just not it absolutely can be but there's nothing inherent about the connection between those two things and not everyone is going to experience it the same way not everyone is going to experience it the same way every time they have sex every person is not going to experience the same way every time they have sex with a one like a specific person like it varies so much and we wanted to highlight that yeah and like that's not to say that like sex can't be a big deal to you like that's not to say even to me that sex is just like some flippant whatever but like you know, at the at the end of the day, it's an action like anything else. And you should be able to choose whether it is a big deal to you or not, rather than just uh, society or culture deciding like, oh, yeah. yes, this is a massive deal and it has to be to you. Well, like to some people, riding a horse is just like a thing that maybe you do every couple years when you're on vacation somewhere some people probably really hate riding horses other people are horse girls and they are emotionally connected to their horses wow look at that metaphor even sarah's getting in on the metaphor i'm getting in on the metaphors it just right at the tip of the tongue it just comes out i think the next note i had and the next part of the chapter after we kind of talk about the reason people have sex was the part of the book where i did talk about having sex so r.i.p um, and shouts out to my family, who is reading this book. Yeah, who had to read that? Is reading this? Thoughts yeah. and prayers. Thoughts, thoughts and prayers to you. It's not like it's anything nasty. But no, like, but still, you know. And like you know, sex doesn't have to be. You know, again, doesn't have to be made a big deal about. But also, you know, as my family says, so "come weird." Yeah, it can be weird with family. One thing about this section is when 
you talk about how I asked you after the first time you had sex. First of all, she did send me I just had sex by the Lonely Island, and it was very important. As I was instructed. Second of all, I don't remember asking if you would do it again. And I remember a long time ago, you had written this anecdote way before you'd written the rest of the chapter. Actually, this was, I think this anecdote was, or at least that line where I talk about like you asking if I would do it again. That's one of the first things I wrote in the book now that I yeah. think about it. The one thing you wrote out of order. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why. It just, Obviously, it was a very salient moment to me because mm-hmm. I remember it this many years later and also like when I knew like okay we're gonna write a chapter about sex like that came to me Mm -hmm. immediately and I just remember reading that for the first time and going I don't remember saying that and that's not to say I didn't it sounds like something I would say but it was just so interesting to me that this thing that was such a clear memory for Kayla and something that like it was like another day for you yeah like it, it made her rethink everything and it was just like a thing I said, probably in part because I was like, what are you supposed to say in this situation? Yeah. But I mean, I think that exemplifies a lot of things perfectly. Like to you and A-Spec, like that seemed like a natural question to ask. And to me, that was like, oh shit, good question. Yeah. And then in the meantime, since then, I feel like I've made up fake memories of me remembering having done that because I've just read this so many times that I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, that, I'm sure that happens. So let me just put the memories in my brain. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That memory really did stick out to me because yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're welcome. You just thank you. Thank you. You just like and like, like we've talked about before, like we both have a lot of friends who like didn't date a lot in high school or in college. Like I don't think any of our like close friends were super into like hooking up or anything like that Mm-mm. so like sex really wasn't like that big of a deal it wasn't like a whole big thing for any of us in college mm-hmm. well in my ace ass i wasn't gonna be like give me all the dirty dirty deets like i was oh, just yeah, gonna be like, like you, can, yeah. you know you know in i just had sex when they have the cake that says congrats on the sex <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's me um but yeah i think that I don't know, in a way helped me see that like sex can be an important thing if I want to, but like there was no pressure from uh, the outside people in my life to make it a big deal. Like that was up to me what I wanted to think about it. Certainly no pressure from me. And if anyone was giving you pressure, I would bonk them on the head. So true. Again, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Too much to anyone who had, I guess, previously thought I hadn't had sex. Uh, Too bad. I have. Oh, thanks for the announcement. My last thing (laughs) is I cannot believe we had to say, quote, PNV, unquote, in this book. And I remember. I remember the day. (laughs) I remember when you were writing that section because I think I was the one who brought up that for some religious people, they... They're like, oh, butt stuff doesn't count. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, so how we have to like talk about that. And then we were like, well, we can't just say penetrative sex. (laughs) We have to, we have to be very specific. (laughs) So we were like, well, I guess this is how we're going to do it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I remember the day we made that decision, and yeah. I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. I guess. Diddly darn. I guess. I don't know if I have uh, much else to say. I'm just reading through this chapter, and literally as I'm scrolling, I'm like, mm, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, good job. <laughs> good point. Well, just I was reading the last part where I talk about, like, we really don't learn until we're, like, in our first sexual relationship that, like, sexual compatibility is not a given. Like, yeah. it is not something anyone told me i think we all just go on assuming like yeah it's like the movies where you like look at each other and you're like yeah it's it's time to have sex and like somehow we're just gonna know how to do it so it's like satisfying to both people like that is literally nothing it's just so wild to me yeah i actually just saw uh the the word that we got rid of in the spectrum is sex neutral yeah that is but then we were looking back at it and we were like what yeah. what is the significant difference between sex neutral and sex indifferent like like what really is the tangible difference between those two things that is that is concrete enough to have them be separate in this spectrum like it's it's not at least at least in the way that we understand it yeah like in my gut i feel like there's a difference in there somewhere but like not enough that i could write it down you know and that's and exactly the problem written, we had i think was that because in, in my gut i do i do, i do get that there's a slight difference but just there's not something. enough to describe yeah. well yeah so i don't know maybe v2 of the book maybe we'll figure it out yeah anyone if you can describe it let us know yeah i guess yeah, I think that's it, though. I mean, that's that's the sex chapter. It was necessary, but again, it didn't need it. It didn't have to be a whole dang, ding, dang thing. Yeah, the sex chapter was necessary, but sex isn't. So true, Bessie. So take that, world. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading about sex. Thanks for when you picked up this book and opened the table of contents and you saw there was a chapter just about sex. For not. Thanks for not like balking and running away balking not yeah, was nice not balking like a chicken <laughs> that would have been weird thank you for not doing either of those things but hey maybe this chapter is what drew you in and then you read it and you were like wow i feel enlightened now so who knows who's to say who's to say all right go team thanks for reading thanks for listening and we'll see you at the next chapter Bye bye